Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of GSU ENI Radio. And Stone, this is a little international flavor in this one. Hey, this is going to be a fantastic segment, but we've got one guest that we need to get this segment done. She needs to go off to an exam. So we're going to open up this segment with student Miss Anetta Vasatsky. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Anetta, we're here to talk about the uh, minor in international business, so I assume... That is your minor. Absolutely, it is. So now what's your major? Managerial sciences. And then what uh, compelled you to get involved with the folks at the Internet Institute of International Business? You know, I starting off my college career, I wanted to do um, international business, but it wasn't offered as a major. So I kind of switched around, um, hopped to different majors, and then right towards the end, I decided on business um, and following that, I decided, you know, it's, it would be worth it to extend my time in college a little bit, um, gaining this minor in international business as well, because that's something that I'm actually really interested in. And I, I definitely see the value in the program. So now what, um, any surprises of going through the program? Well, was it what you expected? It's better than I expected. Honestly, um, the work that we do, we've, connected um, one-on-one with international companies. Um, we're getting results from uh, surveys and uh, for, um, I'm sorry, from students in London, in India, in all these different countries. Um, I was actually part of a study abroad program and um, I got to um, speak to the CEO of a logistics company in Panama and present my ideas to him personally. So, I mean, that kind of experience just exceeded my expectations totally. So now when, uh, is uh, studying abroad, is that part of the program? Or that was just something you decided to do on your own? It's an optional part of the program. Um, there are a few different courses, a few different um, destinations offered in the program. But it's something that I'm entirely so glad that I did because it was the best experience I've had in my college career by far. Wow. And then for students out there that are considering doing it, what would you say are some of the pros and cons of going through the program? Let's see. I mean, the pros, it's just the the value is something that you wouldn't expect would have such value in your career. Um, People kind of assume that in business, you can apply the same strategy. Um, If it works in your domestic company, they they assume that this must be a successful strategy to work anywhere, but that's just not the case. Um, it could be a complete failure in a, in a different country. So we're getting the tools to be able to successfully implement business abroad and do business with um, foreign customers. And just the value has been incredible. Um, as far as cons go, I, I can't think of any off the Was top of hard? my head. Um, you know, it's... Um, for me, it was so interesting for me that I didn't really struggle with the concepts. Um, but, you know, it, it is work, of course. Now, um, what? how many classes, like what are some of the classes that are involved in getting a minor? So um, we have a class. I took a class actually called Doing Business in Europe. And at Georgia State, we offer um, 
different regions of the world. So you can so you do- can specialize. Like if you can have a more about Asia than Europe, exactly. if you want to exactly. And then so you focus on Europe, or you did a sprinkling of all of them. I um well I I took a course on doing business in Europe, but my study abroad was to Central America, so right. I wanted to get a little bit of experience from a couple different regions. So what's an example of how they would do business differently in uh, Central America than Europe? Um, well, it's very much about in Central America about um, kind of developing a, a friendship and a trust and a rapport first. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you would go out for drinks first or you would go have a lunch. You don't go straight down to business like we do here or like in some European countries. And even in within these regions, it varies from country to country. So there's just so much to learn. Like from an etiquette standpoint or culturally how they uh, behave or like to do business? Oh, yeah, definitely. So there's definitely um, small differences in different regions, different countries. Um, like I mentioned, Germany is very... I guess they're kind of straight to the point. They're oh yeah, um, never being late for meetings. In Latin American countries, it's a little bit more more relaxed. You know, it, you expect for people to be a little bit later, and um, it's small differences, but it, it makes a big difference um, in the culture. So now uh, going in, you were looking for this kind of international business. You that's what you wished there was a major, I guess. Right? I did, yes. So now any advice for that student that's maybe in high school and wants to pursue international, but to take advantage of this minor at least? Um, I would say definitely go for it. Don't have any reservations about the fact that, um, you know, adding a minor adds a little bit of extra, extra work may delay your graduation just a little bit. Um, normally it wouldn't, but I, I added the major so late. I'm, I'm sorry, the minor so late that it did actually affect my um, graduation time, but I would say that um, all in all, if you're going to college and you really, you know, you're spending your money, you want to learn valuable information that you can actually use after you graduate. So this would be something that I would say don't have any reservations about it. If you really want to get the most value out of your education, then go for it. Now, here in Atlanta, are you seeing a benefit of having this minor in international business? Do you think companies here in Atlanta, there's enough international businesses that would appreciate that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, even if even if it's just a small mom and pop business, you're always going to have some sort of interaction with either somebody who's from another country, maybe visiting Atlanta. You know, there's Um, several global companies headquartered here, Coca-Cola, for example, Delta, Um, and just being able to communicate with foreign people and in foreign countries, it's completely valuable. And then right now you're going to graduate and get your MBA? Is that the plan? Yes, that's correct. I'm graduating this month, actually, and then starting- A few days. Just, (laughs) yeah, just a couple weeks. And then um, starting next month, I'm beginning my MBA program with a concentration in international business. Oh, so you're keeping the following through on the international. Sure am. And then what's your dream job? Oh, you know, something that requires travel. I just, <laughs> I love it. And then, so uh, having this background will help you in that, uh, the opportunities for traveling, obviously. Oh, definitely. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Well, congratulations on the momentum and the success already. We want to continue to follow your story. I hope you'll uh, 
stay connected with us and let us know how things are unfolding as you as you pursue your MBA. Absolutely. I'd love to. Fantastic. All right. Next up in this episode, Lee, we have the co-directors for the Minor in International Business. Please join me in welcoming to the program, Eberisto Doria and Salomo Deferia. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having us here. Thank so, you. So tell us uh, uh, about Aneta. How is she? <laughs> How'd she do? Oh, great. That the kind of uh, students that we have, bright, very well spoken and with ambition in a positive way. And uh, especially we want to open the student's mind to the world that is bigger than the U.S., the America. There's so many opportunities outside and even in the country when you go into international business, international sector. And you know it can be fun. You can make money and you can have fun together. Like she mentioned about traveling the world. So now what's your vision as both of you are co-directors of the minor in international business? What's the vision of this minor? What do you want the student to get out of this? Well, well, first of all, thank you very much. It's a pleasure for us to be here. It's great to be in Radio X, right? <laughs> and uh, I know you have an audience that is already big, but it's growing very, very, very fast. And we were talking about that. For, 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 for our vision, uh, we are teaching business. And there is no doubt, there is no doubt that the largest economy in the world is the U.S., by far, there is no doubt. But you still have a significant portion of the economy outside the U.S. So when you talk about business, that means we believe it's fundamental to train our students to, to fish not only in the U.S., just to fish everywhere, because there is at least 70%, 50%, 55%, 60%, depending on the company, 40%, that is outside the U.S. So, so our vision is to train our students with the skills, the theory, and the practice. We, we, we do a lot of experiential learning to be able to take advantage of this market that is beyond borders. And, 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 and that's the fundamental direction for the business leaders of the future, just to be not only business leaders, to be global business leaders. So now how do you play with the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute? Are you encouraging uh, people to start international businesses or be entrepreneurial and expand their business globally and not just focus on the U.S.? Well, we, we, work, we work in the minor very close with all the different uh, centers, institutes, departments of the, of the College of Business, right? So we feel we are the same. At the end of the day, what we want is to have a student that is in good shape to compete and a student that is capable to create great companies and a student that is capable of having fantastic jobs. There are some students that they want to have a career as an employee. Mm -hmm. I did that. I worked for many, many years for corporations overseas. And there are others that they want to, to open their own business and, and we try to work together with the, with the entrepreneur division and our international business division to give the student all the tools that they need uh, to win, right? So now, do you work with companies that have an international presence? Do they participate in the program in terms of maybe internships 
or come in guest lecturers? Well, we, we, the, the, the fundamental element of our vision is being close to business. But you need first the theory. It means the theory allows you to work better when you are in the practice, allows you to see better things that you don't see so fast if you don't have the theory. So we work in two directions. One is the students need to have the theory. And the second is we need to work very close to business and practitioners because that's the place where you really finish the learning process. And that's a fundamental uh, step. So we work very close with the companies in Atlanta and we work also with companies around the U.S., not only in Atlanta, and we also work with companies overseas. So, and we work with mature companies and we work also with the startups because there is a new growing generations of entrepreneurs and technological startups that you are seeing everywhere. You are seeing in the U.S., but you are also seeing in places like Berlin, in Germany, we work very close, or London in UK, we work very close. So we try to, to expose the students to practitioners from mature companies as well as from from startups. Uh, do companies that are outside the U.S. reach out to you um, because they're thinking of coming to the U.S.? Yeah, we... we uh, do you help facilitate we, that or give we, them some intel of, you know, what it's like boots on the ground here that maybe they should think of prior to making a move? We think... Our master in international business, not our minor in international business, our master in international business, in our field practice, our students, they help companies from Europe to enter into the U.S. So what they do is they develop in about eight weeks, seven to eight weeks, a complete entry plan for a company that just started. We work with basically later stage startups just started in Europe and our students in group of four or five or six, they, they produce a complete plan. And, and after we present the results uh, to the entrepreneurs and we have been doing this for about three years and the feedback from the entrepreneurs is very, very positive. So now uh, talk to me about that student that gets involved in international is that something that, uh, in your mind, that this is a must-have for everybody or a nice-to-have? Oh, definitely. I think in a country like the U.S., it's very international. We have business from everywhere in the world. And even the American companies, if you look at their revenue, the majority of the revenue comes from abroad. Mm-hmm. So they do depend on the international market. And I think it should be mandatory for all business students to attend at least one class in international business. We do have it this class today, but uh, and we try to convince the students of the relevance of going to a, a minor international business because even if they don't decide to work abroad, some students don't want it, they want to stay here. Like like our student told uh, Annette, uh, we, Annette, we are still going to deal with people from different nationalities. You know, we're going to be selling to different countries, different language, cultures. And so there is a lot of risks involved. And if they're not aware of that, they can lose business because of a silly mistake, for instance. So now um, you mentioned earlier about having some kind of foundational strategic understanding of international business. What are some of those kind of 
foundational things that a lay person maybe doesn't realize? Yeah, we look uh, mainly at at um, some environments like the political, the economic environment, the cultural environment, the legal environment. So we give the basics to them. And then we have other courses once the students go into the IB minor that we will include experiential learning, like uh, doing business in world regions. So we have study abroad to Asia, Europe, uh, Central America, South America, with emerging markets. So whatever they learn in class, they can go abroad and look how American companies deal with a foreign market and how other companies that are uh, actually doing business there and in the future, if you want to partner with one of those companies, you experience as a student how the thing really happens in the real world. Not just something that's hypothetical. Yes, that's true. So, for instance, culture, like she was mentioning about the time perception in Latin America, different from the U.S. or from many European countries. Um, you, 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 you schedule a meeting. The meeting is at 2 p.m. If you're in Latin America, 2 p.m. means 2.33 p.m. And as an American, you may feel disrespectful, disrespected because the person is late, but it's just cultural. Mm-hmm. And then that's some of the, you're kind of giving them that insight that they may not understand. Yes. So like Doria was telling, the theory is very relevant. So we have a mix of professors in our department that have both praction, uh, praction years and also academics. And we try to blend together those experience because we believe that a student has to develop a critical thinking. We give the theory. The theory has to be used in a way that they will help them to make better decisions because they are learning, for instance, about political environments, about cultural environments in different countries and how they have similarities or differentiations from the U.S. market. Now, um, when you do these study abroads, uh, what is the expectation from a student standpoint? Is this something that if they do a study abroad and they go and interact with a leader in a company in another country, is this something that, well, maybe they'll hire them or is it something from a job standpoint or is it just from a learning standpoint? It can happen. Uh, for instance, uh, at the beginning of this year, we had a study abroad to uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And one of the students, uh, she got an internship with CNN in Arabic, in Abu Dhabi. So the contacts, the network, mm-hmm. uh, and when we see former students that are also expat working in those other countries, they can help to link if, if it's not a job, at, at a real job, at least it would be an internship that can lead to the hiring. And they, it depends on the students on the interest. But we do can help them with this link. Now, are you seeing more and more students interested in this minor? I believe so. I believe so. But I will let my colleague comment on it. Yeah, yeah. We are we are with uh, Dr. Dafaria very happy because we believe we are doing the right thing first. I mean, it's the, the most important is that we are doing the right thing. We are, we are, every time that I talk about the minor, I, I have two, two sons too, right? So I... I think I'm doing the right thing. I'm telling the students the right thing. And I, I don't have any doubt, any doubt that it's good for business people to understand the global market. It's mm-hmm. very, very good for business people to understand the global market. And what is happening is amazing. We are, we are growing a double digit. It means the, uh, the amount of students, uh, declaring minor is growing very fast and, the amount of support from business leaders, uh, governmental authorities, 
not only the U.S., also from other countries. Uh, it's really amazing. So energize you as an educator. It's, it's a very good moment for us. Now, is this something you think is unique to Georgia State because their uh, students are so diverse? There's such a diversity here in the university as opposed to some of the other colleges that are uh, in Georgia. Well, I think, I think, I think, um, I think the first of all, uh, I come as you can see with my accent from overseas, and it's, I work. It in, sounds like Smyrna. Smyrna. <laughs> <laughs> And I work and I work in many many countries in Asia in Latin America, and and I never saw I never saw in my life this level of diversity that I see on campus here. I sometimes I said to to my students, look, this looks like the United Nations. I I have people from all over the world. So one factor that makes us that makes us I think gives us a kind of competitive advantage is the diversity. Of the students, the second factor is the the city. It means the city. We work very close with the city of Atlanta, uh, and and they 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 are so committed to make this city uh, a, a global hub that that we feel like we are in the right place. But but finally, I, I need to acknowledge that you cannot do anything if you don't have the right leadership and and. And in the college, there is a clear, clear direction that thinking global is fundamental for us. So, so when you put the three things together, you say, well, this is happening because everything is aligned. Yeah, and I would like to add that uh, the diversity makes our life easier as professors because when you go to a classroom with four or five students and, and you're going to see actually Americans are minority on our class. And then you can point to somebody and say, hey, what's it like in your country? And they have true real-life experience, yes. whether it's themselves or their parents or grandparents. Yes, that's true. And also in our department, we have a diversity of uh, nationalities. Like uh, Everis was uh, telling him, I'm from Brazil. He's from Uruguay. We have uh, people from um, uh, different uh, Venezuela, uh, China, Turkey. So also we have a very diverse group of professors that, you know, have the experience in the country. And it's easy for you to teach about something that you actually has experienced yourself. So now there's a minor in international and there's also a, you can get an MBA or part of your MBA in it as well, but not a major. Yeah, we don't have we have a we have a minor uh, in international business, uh, which I think is a very, 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 very positive beginning, right? Because you can be an expert in marketing, as I used to be, right? Working for a big corporation for more than 20 years. Uh, and after you have this specialization in international, it allows you to work in marketing all over the world. So it's a, it's a very good thing. You have two things to sell to your company, right? But also we have, we have a very well-crafted uh, master in international business, uh um which uh, which also is doing is doing very well so now what would you say percentage wise do most people get their uh minor or even the masters in international and then work for another organization or do they start their own thing T to be very honest i don't know if you have the numbers uh i will let you in case you have the numbers i don't mm. want to answer this no no but uh our experience we don't have the number but for uh looking at our, our alumni in um, 
I don't, I, like he said, I don't have the numbers, but most of them go to companies. Mm-hmm. They get a yeah. job because yes. now that there, is this something that if you have this, then you're kind of recruited. They want people with this experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speci- especially with the kind of companies that we can find here in the U.S. and in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It will help them because they all will have operations in other countries. And if you speak a different language also, it, that's it even adds com- more. Yeah. Competitiveness. Right. Yes. Now, um, how do you find these uh, kind of study abroad opportunities? How are you guys kind of wired with the business communities in these other countries? Yeah, we have an, uh, it used to be more in a personal relationship that you used to have in the country, you know. So, for instance, in the summer, we're going to have a study abroad in Brazil, doing business in Brazil. It's going to be to Rio and Sao Paulo. So we now, with this globalization, we have companies a startup in Brazil, for instance, and they have everywhere in the world that uh, specialize in organizing study abroad. They have mm-hmm. the contacts with the company. We tell them which company we would like to see, and they have the contacts and they arrange everything. Makes life so easy. And then they they kind of have some sort of a agenda or curriculum that the student goes through that gets the most out of the study abroad, yes. or is it more like kind of a touristy? No, 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 no. Everything has to be linked to the learning experience. So we have a part here that is theory that we present about the country, doing business there, all the environment. And then we actually uh, plan also to have a, a case study uh, together with students from the other country that we're going to visit and with the American students before they go there, they start working to help f- to the, our students to learn more about the culture of the country. Yeah, it, it is. We, we have, and this is a, uh, another very valuable thing that I see. We have a process to approve a study mm-hmm. abroad. And, and, and the process, sometimes it takes over a month. Uh, and the syllabus is presented and, and has several levels of approvals. And we have committees of professors that review and, and they challenge you and they say, okay, let me know, why are you going there? How this is connected to the learning objective? And after they come and say, okay, how do, how will you measure what they are learning? And, and, and uh, so this is not just let's go overseas. This is, uh, an intervention that is part of a program to prepare uh, the global business leaders of the future. So we have the theory and the basic courses, and after we have a second level that we call a study abroad in world regions, and they can choose the region that they want. And after, we have a third level where they can travel. And for the traveling part, we have a lot of scholarships. We are very glad that many donors are supporting our students. So for some students, it's the first time that they take a flight. Wow. Uh, for other students, it's the first time that they leave Atlanta. They never left Atlanta in the past. And so they went to all the theoretical and practical process of training through video conferencing and calls and service and all that. And there is a moment that thanks to the help of the donors, this student is able to say, look, I'm here, I am in Brazil, or I am in Central America, or I am in Europe, or in Africa. And, and, and we as educators, we feel that when, when the student arrives to that moment, uh, it's, it's very good. Right, and to have that kind of global perspective is going to serve them no matter what they decide to do in life. Oh, oh yes, for them it's a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Evaris was telling, 
um, on my experience, uh, I used to bring students from Brazil here to the U.S., and now I'm taking students to other countries from right. here. And uh, the the way that they react after the experience of going abroad, they're so happy. They're glad to learn. They they are more respectful of the difference in culture. So it's not only business, but it's also personal. It helps because, you know, we have to develop also soft skills. And one of the soft skills is to know how to work with people with different cultural background. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have to know the technical side of the thing, but also you have to learn how to deal with differences. Now, both of you worked in business prior to getting involved in uh, academia? Yeah, we, we, we have a, I would say a very good blend at, at the, at the college of, uh, professors that they are researchers because research is fundamental for us to grow. But also, uh, we have a good amount of former practitioners. Because the practice also teaches, teach you a lot of things that you cannot learn through sometimes only through research. So, and, and we work together. We, we, when the student enters into our minor, he goes to some classes that they are most, mostly researchers, right? Mm-hmm. We'll share the last findings and, uh, and other professors who, who are practitioners. In my case, I, I work for a Fortune 100 companies for, uh, Something like thirty years, so I am thirty-two years old. I start, <laughs> <laughs> and I work. Uh, I work uh, uh, mostly, mostly overseas, and and so I am a practitioner. But but in order to you know move to teaching, I, I I which I love. I love to teach. I love to see the young people and the future every day. I see the future every day. I did my doctoral degree in education. So, so, so you have, again, the importance of the theory and the practice, uh, the practice together. And we, we try to create the same kind of learning environment for our students who are practitioners and researchers. Uh, they work together to prepare, again, the, the, the business leaders of the future. Yeah, in my case, I have more academic experience, more than 25 years teaching, graduating undergrad and, you know, helping students to learn more, have a critical view of the theory. Mm -hmm. But I also did some consulting, especially with small companies in Brazil, in the northeast part of Brazil, that would like to go abroad and sell their products, working together with uh, some organization from the government, the local government. But my, my life is mainly academic in the universities. And then that's the perspective that the student gets, the best of both worlds. Yes, that's what we try to balance. Because, you know, some people do not value theory, but when you have theory and you know how to use it well, it, it's not a, like a cake recipe, especially international business with all the differences and, and the flexibility one has to have. With that learning experience, together with the practitioner experience, I think they have a, a key advantage here. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, I think having this kind of background, at least in taking some of the classes in international business, that's a must-have. That's not a nice-to-have in today's world. Oh, yes. It's, 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 it's a must-do thing. It's a must-do thing. Students have to open their mind and, you know, see that the, it's funny, um, silly things like the language of the country. You know, being from South America, you look at South America, you think everybody speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I speak Portuguese. Right. <laughs> and when I'm introduced, some students say, hola, como estas? He's speaking Spanish to me. 
And I say, if you're going to do business in Brazil, and if you talk Spanish to a Brazilian, you may be in trouble. Happy about that that assumption. Yeah. So those things they may be silly, but they can be a nice breaking. They can help the negotiation, the friendship, etc. And that's what they're going to get. They're going to get the the students going to get that kind of insight and knowledge um, from people who have been there and done that. Not just all theoretical. These are people who have actually done business as well as studied the academic uh, component of it as well, the theory and the strategy. So I think it's a must-have international business in today's world. Um, if somebody wanted to learn more about the program, is there what's the best way to find out more about the program? Well, we have our website on the uh, link of the, uh, the Robson College, or they can also reach us. Uh, we are on the sixth floor at the Robson College of Business, uh, Evaristo and Salomon. So we are the co-directors. Uh, they find our information over there, and they can reach us. Well, thank you both so much for the work that you do. It's so important. Thank you so much for having us here. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio.